Okay, we're going to begin. This is a story called Driving American Ladies. It's from It's a Room Life, book five, Le Sou Stories from France. This story from uh, October 2013. There were complications on the way to the train today. I'd been driving three American ladies around all week during their holiday here in the Loire Valley. And their week finished today when they all had trains to catch from the main line station in Tours. My week had begun on the Monday afternoon with collecting the three ladies from Tours station. They were a couple of days behind all the others who had come to Varennes on the Saturday before. All were experiencing advanced regional cookery lessons in the evenings after spending the day touring the local sites. Each day, I'd continue to drive my three who hailed from Hawaii, while the rest of the group were driven by Tony in his minibus. Plans were changed for the Saturday train trip as four ladies needed to catch two different trains around 10.30am. I should mention that all week I was driving Tony's very nice Citroen C5 turbo diesel saloon and he was using a Peugeot 9-seat minibus. Tony then had the task of propelling the remainder, numbering seven, to tour station for a later time. My goodness, how much baggage they had too. Those suitcases bear no resemblance to the thin, fragile things we used for a trip to the Canary Islands in 1971. I had put a trailer on the back of the car, the car I was using to, to accommodate all the stuff, and the car was not small. All went well until we were approaching tour. By well, I mean we had no hold-ups. The car threw a wobbly about ten miles into the journey by beeping at me, shutting down the turbo and telling me it needed a service. It had just had one of those. It kept going, even if it was at a slightly reduced speed. Then one of the girls asked me how far we had to go. I told her about 20 minutes. But should I guessed from all those cub outings in the past, something was not quite OK. We were in the very centre of the city, heading for the station, when her next plea came to me from the rear seats. How, how far now? she asked quietly. When I replied about eight minutes, she said she would not wait that long. How long she had been crossing her legs is anyone's guess. I told her I would turn off and start looking for a toilet. We turned immediately to the right, arrived in front of the main cathedral in the city, and wow, a toilet just in front and to the right. I thought I'd been pretty clever, really. A toilet on command within a minute. But wait, all was not going to plan. She could not get in. I dashed off to help. More coins needed. Back again and they all fell through the slot time after time. The thing was jammed. Plan B was instigated by the lady herself as just behind the toilet was a health clinic and just a corridor or two inside was, yes, a toilet. I left her to it and returned to the car abandoned on the roadside and explained everything to the others. There was a beautiful display of large flower arrangements spread around the square. 
so I told them all to take their time and have a good look. Then they took photographs of the magnificent west end of the cathedral that had appeared unexpectedly on our itinerary. The young lady returned greatly relieved. We turned in the next square and asked them to confirm the train times for me. After much paper turning and finger licking, the lady in the front seat beside me proclaimed in a somewhat disturbed voice that her train was due to leave in two minutes past, at two minutes past ten. It was by then almost ten minutes to ten and eight minutes to go to the station. Fortunately, our comfort stop had revived the motor too, and with turbo at full revs, car and trailer passed all the competition, and we arrived at five minutes to ten. The two girls, including the one who needed the stop, dashed off to get their tickets, while the rest of us sorted the luggage. The comfort stop girl was having a really bad day as she could not persuade the automatic machine to part with her ticket. They decided to give that a miss and get on the train anyway. The other two reappeared, took their huge suitcase in charge and disappeared among the throng. I waited a few minutes longer, then wended my way home greatly relieved. It was a good job the remainder of the week had been pretty much event-free, just so I had plenty of mental energy to cope with that Saturday morning. The picture on accompanying this story is the Saumur horse. It's on the side of the motorway junction as you turn off uh, for Saumur itself. Saumur is the equestrian centre of France, as you probably gather. There we are, that's the end of that story. Um, brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Hello, we're going to record this bit. Now, this is a new ending to all our stories on Buzzsprout and on YouTube. We don't have a shop anymore. This is from September 2021. Because of COVID, we decided we'd make all our uh, stories, videos and books free to access on the Internet. You can download to anything you like um, completely free of charge. Now, access all these things. You can look at our new website www.itsarumlife.com That's I-T apostrophe S-A-R-U-M-L-I-F-E All, no gaps, dot com. Itsarumlife.com So we hope you enjoy listening to the stories and you can see far more um, and access them through this new site.